By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Hi everyone, it's Kay from the Fuck My Work Life podcast. We all know work can be a major drain on our mental health. Luckily, we have great podcasts like this one to help get us through. You're listening to 20 Tim Minutes. We're the party at episode 65 of 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Today's introduction was done by K from J and K. Not the way you would spell it if you were joking, but the actual J-A-Y-K-A-Y. They host Fuck My Work Life podcast, which is uh, people can probably relate to with their jobs. Uh, They share listener stories from the workplace, which may have you thinking you don't have it so bad after all. Um, I can relate. Uh, I can get into that in a second. But first, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can contact them at 1-800-273-8255 or contact the Crisis Text Line via text, text home to 741741 if you're in the North Americas or go to crisistextline.org to get some help because we all need some help because uh, we're all pretty mentally drained and uh, your boy is uh, at the top of the list. Um, not really, but I'm uh, over-exaggerating. I love good work stories and I always uh, I always tell this for people that are new when they get hired. I'm like, make your own judgments about people yourself because you know like how you go to work and someone talks shit about a guy and you just have that negative connotation of them. When you meet them, you're like, oh, this guy sucks already. But then you find out you're like, he doesn't suck. And the person that told you he sucked, sucked. So then you feel like you suck because you thought that he sucked, but you realize that he sucked. How much C could a suck work job if he could suck worse? I, that I fucked that all up. I don't even know what the hell I'm trying to say. I would always, I worked as a telemarketer for a newspaper company, which is, sounds like a nightmare. And yes, it was. I ended up becoming a retention supervisor where I tried to get people to resubscribe to the newspaper again. Talk about a sinking ship, am I right? And uh, I forget what happened. I got pretty sassy with a guy on the phone and uh, I told him I was new. And he was like, uh, he's like, well, I talked to you yesterday and uh, you said the same thing. And I was like, okay. Uh, And then he talked to my boss to complain and uh, she was like, yeah, he's been working here for like five years. So yeah, that didn't go over well. Because uh, I usually tell people, I'm like, just say you're new if you don't know something. But that can only go so long. And uh, he's very upset. And then I think I talked to someone similar. It could have been him. And then the next moment I go, uh, when he called back, I was like, yeah, that wasn't me. He's like, you sure? Because it sounds ex- a lot like you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was me. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I have like a lot of work stories. I have a lot of like whack-ass jobs. My first job was like a busboy dishwasher, which made me hate the restaurant business. Worked at an Ocean State job lot, almost had to fight a guy. You get a lot of stories. Maybe I should go on that podcast. But yeah, Fuck My Work Life podcast. Thanks to J&K for that introduction. Be sure to check them out in the show notes. Um, And again, don't forget to buy your 20 minutes merch. I got my Functioning Psychopath sweatshirt on and my hat. You can get all that at 2010minutes.com. And you can also text me now or leave a message for this show that I can use, 781-523-9333. That's 781-523-9333. Sometimes at my job now, when I answer the phone, they think I'm a robot. And they go, is this a real person? I go, I hope so. I don't feel like a real person, but I am. How may I help you? Um, so yeah, the uh, update on my meds, I talked to my uh, 
therapist, like I told you last time. And he was like, oh yeah, think of a hobby and talk to your therapist uh, about what's going on. Because I just don't want to keep doing the same thing I've been doing throughout my life and be the same person. And I want to work on things like uh, just being a better person overall, because obviously I have my days and weeks. So I wanted to bring it to my therapist and I'm still trying to connect with my new therapist. It's kind of hard. Um, I am thinking of like maybe looking for somebody different. I just don't think uh, she <laughs> she's ready to handle me per se. And I don't know if she's even listening to this because she knows I have a podcast. But uh, my situation in life, and like a lot of people's, mine's a little bit different. So when I tell her all these things at once, it's hard for her to keep up. And it's nothing against her because I had Rachel for so long, my old therapist. And it was such it was such an easy uh, thing to do. But to like, have to restart and tell all your stories and remember what she remembers and she has to remember. So it's like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I ride it out and see how it goes? Hopefully it gets better. Or do I chance it and find somebody new and have the same issue? It's, uh, it's stressful to try to relieve your stress. And uh, I'm definitely very scared of how this is going to go because I was pretty much like asking for help in a certain way. And she couldn't give me answers right then because she probably had to look it up herself. So I, I don't know, but I'm going to give it some more time, take it in and uh, try to do my own research on it, which is uh, also tricky if you do it by yourself online. So be uh, warned, find professional help that you actually like, because that's the other battle. You can find a place that will take you in, but you have no connection with the therapist or they're not something you're looking for or, or whatever. And uh, that shit sucks. And I always forget about people too, is with like their work insurance, the insurance to get through work might not be as good as somebody else's. Uh, I fortunately have that. And I always think about that too, just people haven't getting the runaround from shitty services of uh, medical help. And I was reading this too, it's uh, clinicians are actually leaving their jobs at mental health centers amid rising demand. The survey conducted by the Association of Behavioral Healthcare found that every 13 clinicians who leave these outpatient facilities, only 10 can be found or replace them. As a result, fewer patients are getting care than before the pandemic, which while which many were seeking during it. The 37 clinics that responded to the survey had nearly 14,000 people on the waiting list. Yikes. That just goes to show how much of a battle this is, and uh, it should have been rectified or had a game plan long ago, because when you talked about mental health, you were just a crazy person, and they would throw you in the loony bin with a straitjacket. I don't know how how long I would last with a straitjacket on. The fact that they used to do that to people is mind-boggling. I, would have, I don't even know what I could do. You have like an itchy back or a foot, that's going to drive you even more crazy. Man, we like have it better, but not as not as much. We're trying... I don't know. It's just like a battle we're going to keep doing. But hospitals need mental health providers to take care of hundreds of people waiting in emergency department for scare, scarce psychiatric beds, which a lot of people have to do. They have to go to the emergency room and it's even more of a wait. And they like that was the route I never wanted to go down. I never wanted to go to the ER because I've always heard horror stories about it. And, and like knowing me, if I was there and that was going on, I'd be like, yeah, I'm definitely going to kill myself today. Um, as a result, fewer patients are getting care than before the pandemic. Um, which I already went over. Um, many of those patients wouldn't need inpatient care if they did receive it help earlier in their illness. And that help is now getting even harder to obtain because outpatient clinicians have left for hospital jobs because it's all about money. Obviously you go into this like college career to become like a physician or a clinician or whatever. And, uh, you're going to have student loans. So you're going to be taking the highest 
payment that you can. So why stay at a place that's making you less money by helping other people? And I know some people are like, well, they should just do it out of the kindness of their heart. It's like, no, people bust their balls to get where they are. So I get that whole thing. I think that's why Rachel left. She ended up going to a college. So I got to admit that the college is probably paying her a lot more and I don't falter for it. But a licensed social worker can make 52000 at a mental health clinic and 67000 at a hospital. A psychologist who makes 78000 in a clinic could pull up to one hundred and four at a hospital. So that's a big, big difference. Um, and I get it. It's all about money and resources and, and getting more money in the healthcare. But it's like it's still not being brought up in the broad scheme of things, which is like, oh, there's going to be a new bill passed. Blah, blah, blah. I never hear like any whispers about it. And I'm like the one Googling stuff. I'm Googling just basic headlines and putting my own spin on it because I'm not a professional. So if you're looking for a therapist or anything, again, I always tell people it's not going to be easy, but at least you're opening up to people so they know you're looking for help and they know you're trying. So everyone wants to get behind you. So opening up is the hardest, but man, waiting and finding. And I, I went through years going through therapists and I, I've went over them before, like the lady that I had to go to her farm and everything smelled like pee. And it was like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house and like books were like opening on their own. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this. Um, and I really found somebody with uh, Rachel for a long time and it just sucked that I lost her. And it's, I can't be doing the whole new mom syndrome. Like you're not my mom or you're not my therapist. But I, again, I, so I compare myself to this all the time and it's like, I do have it probably a lot better than other people. But then again, my best could be your worst and your worst could be my best. Um, just sucks. It's very, it's very, uh, defeating, especially like when I'm like trying to get certain help or like I'm trying to explain what I need and it just doesn't seem like it's getting through or I'm just getting like the old, like, Oh yeah, we'll just see like eat healthy, drink water. Like I know all that shit, but like, I don't even have the motivation to do any of that shit. Like it took me forever just to record this podcast. I'm getting like frustrated with like all this equipment because it doesn't make any sense probably to anybody listening, but like. I have all these wires that I'm trying to connect to the computer and the cell phone I'm recording off of because I don't have like money to like use like uh, really good equipment. So I've always been a janky type of guy. I've always been told I was pretty bootleg, which I which I wear with honor. I like being a little bit bootleg, but I just get frustrated and I'm just like burnt out with life. Um, obviously, like I'm not really doing much with the podcast. Uh, not overall, like I'm doing good, but just not as much social media, not as much love for it or happiness. And I always said that I'm looking for my happiness and I don't know exactly what that is, but I feel like I got to find out what's making me not happy and get rid of that. And that's even harder too. So it's like, I don't even know my own emotions, which sucks. And I told my therapist, like, I just want to be able to control my mind and like my body for like a day. Like, I feel like I don't have like any control over it, which I do. Like all these ideation thoughts I have and just stupid thoughts that come in my head. I, I would just be like, you know what? Those aren't real. Um, just get it together. So that would be my biggest thing. And it's just like the whole meds and fucking doing everything. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm very tired and I shouldn't be. And I'm out of shape. I'm going back to the gym recently, which is good. And I'm um, trying to be more active. Yeah. My, <laughs> the guy prescribes me meds. He was like, yeah, come up with a hobby. I'm like, dude, I told you I had a podcast. That is kind of my hobby. I still love doing it. I just don't like all the tedious shit. I wish I was just like rich enough to have people do stuff for me. And like be a normal person. I've always told my, my friends if I like get really rich, like one of them's gonna be the driver, one of them's gonna be the one that holds my phone. You gotta have those types of people. People get rich and they get like DUIs. I'm like, how? Like how? Like you don't have a friend that you can pay like 20 grand 
uh, like a month or something, whatever, how money works. I don't know how money works. Our NFTs don't know what that is either to drive you around. So if you're a friend of mine, I'll probably give you a job if I make it big. So stop buying my merch at 2010minutes.com uh, backslash. I don't know what the rest of it is. Has everyone been on this Wordle cookie? Have you heard about this Wordle? Have you heard about Wordle? Have you played? Have you been playing Wordle? I have. Um, if you don't know where Wordle is, it's definitely a word of mouth game that people are getting to. But if you don't, for the people at home that don't, Wordle is a web-based puzzle game where users get six tries to guess the five-letter word. The game became massively popular at the start of 2022 with millions of users around the world. Wordle may provide a satisfying combination of problem-solving challenges and social connectivity with mass appeal. Mass appeal. So actually, this game has been doing like pretty good for people uh, mental health-wise, which is funny enough because I did, looking back on it, I do notice because like people at work and other connections I have, we like share our Wordle and like how how well we did. So it is like a good like uh, thing to share with other people. I know in the article they talked about like, well, it's really good for sharing with the whole social distancing. I'm like, I haven't seen anyone really social distancing anymore. Rules are up in the air again. I do feel like it's getting back to normal, whatever that is. I don't think COVID is just going to disappear for good, but I do feel like we're on the right track. And I don't know how the hell like anyone can deal with any more of this. I, again, I'm I'm okay with anybody's stance on it. If you want the shot, you don't want the shot. I got the shot and the booster. I think I'm just mad. Like I got to bring my card to show you I, I don't. I have the shot. I still got to wear a mask, but I get why I have to wear a mask, but I shouldn't have to. Like I get, I have to get these shots. I don't know. I don't want to go down this this hole and be like 22 minutes hate shots. I actually do hate shots. I don't like shots of uh, Jaeger or Zambuca. You ever do a Jaegerbuca? It's a shot half Jaeger, half Buca. You will instantly black out. I do not recommend it. It is gross. Anyone that still drinks Jaegermeister is uh, like a masochist. You're an, an insane person. You're crazier than I am. And I don't like using that word crazy, but I do because I use words that like shouldn't be used in a way, but you're a crazy person if you drink Jägermeister still. Um, but yeah, so when we are able to resolve the challenge, we get a surge of dopamine. And when we are able to share our wins with others, we get a surge of uh, oxytocin. Both hormones bring calm to our nervous system and help us to relax. Wordle is a great way to achieve stress relief. I only have a couple losses under my belt, but getting a loss was very defeating. And I was like, God damn it. So I want to keep on going. But my streak and my percentages, I, I'm looking too good just for a five-letter word. But I, I can see why people get annoyed with all like the sharing of the posts with all the green boxes and shit. I was actually copying and pasting my boxes and like having to do it myself. I didn't know if you shared it, it gave you that to people. So I was doing that for like the first couple of weeks. Um, so I'm not ahead. I'm not ahead with all that stuff. Um to move on to this uh, emotional spending, which I feel like I did a long time ago a lot, um, but it's happening more with the pandemic that people are filling their time with uh, spending. Emotional spending is a spending money during a period of heightened emotions like stress or sadness, which uh, a lot of a lot of like bipolar people I've read, ex exclu including me, that would do a lot of emotional um, spending. Because you, you do want to take away from everything, like something to look forward to. Like I get it. And I know with like my vice of like uh like sometimes a risky behavior thing, it's like mine would probably be like almost gambling. Like I would go to the casino, like I wouldn't lose I wouldn't like lose lose because I love blackjack and I'm pretty good at it. But I know how it is because way before that I was always just buying dumb shit to make me happy and it was making me less happy because I had no money. So I can understand this, but 
It often results in buying items you don't really need or even want. Mental health experts say this is a coping mechanism to avoid addressing those difficult emotions, but there are many ways to deal with it. If you think you spend money as a coping mechanism to avoid addressing difficult feelings or mental health issues, uh, definitely seek a therapist. Support groups can also be helpful, and if you have money problems as a result of overspending, a financial counselor can help you make a plan to get out of debt and create healthier spending habits. I was just pretty much like, do I need it? It's like a want versus need thing, and I always I always understood that. Uh, I never I never wanted to just buy shit to buy. I wish I was that rich to buy shit to buy shit. I always think about this, like, does Leonardo DiCaprio do laundry? Does he do his own laundry? Has he worn the same socks or the same suit twice? I want to say no. I know he's big into global warming, so maybe he washes his, his, his stuff in like a washboard, like an old school style, but I would love to follow somebody that's like super rich because wearing new socks every day would be sweet. That's a good feeling. I sweat in socks all the time. I sweat in sandals. My feet sweat pretty easily. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, are you wearing socks, dude? Are you wearing new socks every day? Probably wearing socks right now. Hopefully they're new. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I'm glad I got this episode out of the way. I'm sorry, guys, that I'm so like, I seem so down. It's It's got to be so interesting. Like if you do follow this on the reg, like how many ups and downs I have and just like the way I look and the way I act and talk and sound. It is like a, this is like my diary that hopefully whatever happens, this will be like a cool little story to share with anybody. And depending on how long the, until the wheels fall off with this and like I said, I made a promise and I don't like breaking promises. I'm going to keep doing this until the wheels fall off. But yeah, but either way, like uh, for me, like I, I'm still on staycation. Um, I went to New Hampshire with some uh, good people, had some fun, uh, got to decompress. Uh, I went to the Beanpot hockey tournament last night with some other good friends. And then I'm taking some people out from work. We got a good big group of people from work going out uh, this week, which I, I feel like you need to keep that positivity with work, especially if you listen to the fuck my work life podcast, you would understand that. So it was good to try to get like other people involved at work because we have different people on different shifts and some people we just don't interact with. So I was surprised that we have a decent number of people going. So I'm looking forward to that. We got go-karts, bowling, laser tag, uh, and some other shit. And I'm very competitive. So I plan on not losing anything. And if anyone's on my team, they're, <laughs> they better step up. That's all I'm saying. Step up. Uh, we'll close with this coming down to the end. This is going to be a real close 20 minutes, I think. Um, movie suggestion. I saw this with my great buddy Duff, uh, Jackass 4. We grew up on all the uh, Jackass movies and stuff, like the early days with uh, the CKY boys, like Ryan Dunn and uh, Bam Majera and the band CKY, which I still love. So we always grew up on those tapes. So it was kind of cool to watch the fourth one all together. I watched the fourth one like as because we watched all of them. But I got to say this. It was good. But it would probably be on my – I think they're pretty much in order. I think maybe two, one, three, four would be my order off the top of my head. Four was good, but I knew what I was expecting. There was nothing that really surprised me. There was like one or two really good scenes, but I would give that a C plus. But go check out Jackass 4. And if you haven't already, go check out all the early CKY tapes. They're on DVD, I believe. Those things are legendary. Brandon DiCamillo, Ray Keon, and Rab himself were just so underrated and hysterical. And I wonder how much money they have left and if they're doing any jobs on the side anymore. Then another one, uh, the song Lean on China. It's originally done by the Bouncing Souls. Uh, it's done by this band called Avoid One Thing. It's very good. Great jam. You probably heard it. 
the original, but go check out uh, Avoid One Thing, Lean on Sheena and Jackass 4. But thank you everybody for checking this out. Um, I always like to want to apologize for like how shitty my episodes are, but they're not. They're pretty good. I thank you guys so much. I love you and have a good one. And we're... This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.